More of the good stuff. It's six minutes past twelve. I'm Pubi Mashekho, and you're listening to Womanda. It's a Wednesday, and it's Payday Wednesday. That's why we're starting out with that aloe black. Say, you know, needs a dollar because I think everybody, if there's anything on anybody's mind today, it's money, 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 money. And it's a great day because it falls on our Money Wednesday, and I've got Michelle Dave here at Mich- at Mish a True Guide. No, no, that's that Twitter oh, handle, Michelle. That Twitter handle. <laughs> but we're talking tax. We're talking tax today. Um, send us your comments. Have you looked at your paycheck today? Have you looked at your paycheck? Do you know how the new tax um, affects you? Because it goes into effect today uh, after Minister Nene's maiden speech about a month ago, six weeks ago now. I know it was so boring shame for him when he was there in Parliament giving his speech. It wasn't nearly as exciting as when the President was there. If you've looked at your paycheck and you've looked at your um, salary slip and you've seen how the tax has affected you, give us a call. What do you think about it? Are you angry? Mm. Are you are you, are you unaffected? Are you content with what has happened to your paycheck? Our number is 0861-555-189 directly into the the studio that's how you get hold of us we're cliffcentral.com and we're on radio so you are uncensored you can tweet us on at cliffcentral.com at Misha True Guide or at Pumimashiko One. You can Facebook us, WeChat us. Our ID on all social networks is cliffcentral.com. Michelle, I haven't seen you in a long time. Welcome back, girl. Thank you. It's so, nice to be <laughs> so poor Minister Nene. First time First time that she fa- he is going up there talking to us about the budget. He's not nearly as exciting as Trevor Manuel was, who was our longest serving uh, finance minister. Pravin Gordon was very boring and under the radar. The man comes on, and for the first time in our democracy, actually, for yep. the first time in our democracy, it's been 20 years since the average me and you have had a tax increase. Correct. How does that... I mean, every year, let's get the syntax out the way. Yes, let's get absolutely. the syntax out the way. No, absolutely. Every so year, stop smoking, stop drinking, or just pay more. Every year, they take up that syntax. What's it got up by? Seven cents a litre or something. Well, I'm a beer's red wine got, yeah, No, me too. So if we have a look at it, a bottle of wine is going to cost us about 15 cents more. For beer, seven cents, so the guys can keep on drinking their beer. Cigarettes, a 20 pack is going up by 82 cents. We worked out the other day, if you're smoking 15 cigarettes a day over a period of a month, it is costing you, I think we worked out a few grand just to smoke. So that becomes exceptionally expensive. So what is also quite nice, I think, is instead of now, Smoking, go and buy a really good bottle of wine. So you're going to pay 15 cents more, get a really good bottle of wine, so you don't have a hangover the next day, because that's what happens. That's that's the thing. Every year, the syntax comes up. I expect it. Every year, I'm just like, syntax coming up. I'm a red wine girl, and I'm just like, I don't care. It's not going to deter me. There we go. But this year, then also came the personal income tax. Correct. Which waxed. Almost everyone. I mean, anybody that owns over earns over fifteen thousand rand a month is paying one percent more on their income tax, which means that it can actually be quite substantial, especially for people that are earning commission. 
because your commission earners, although they may be getting a very small basic salary, are now being taxed on the larger portion of their income, which is your commissions. And I think most companies are going commission route. So as soon as you have a sales force, there is a commission. And these are the guys that are now not able to budget as well anymore because they cannot really determine how much they're going to earn, how much tax is coming off. So we all have to rebudget, every single one of us. We have to redo our budgets and do an estimate of what our earnings could be and how the tax is going to affect us. But what does that mean for Joe Soap? Okay. If I'm sitting at home and I'm a mother, I've got two kids, and we know the petrol price goes up and down. It went down. I was so excited. It went down to like 10 or whatever by 93 cents. I was so excited. I remember even, even Kanejo now, when we get to the garage, he now knows where to look for how much the petrol costs. And then the minister comes on a week and a half later and he says, you're going to pay more. You're paying mm. more. The net, you know, I was telling somebody the other day that it went down by 93 cents and he put it up by 96. So actually it's only four cents more that it's gone up. Yeah. But still quite irritating. I think the thing is that we are almost um, hoodwinked to a certain extent because we're thinking that we're paying less petrol. And for just that month or six weeks, it's a nice relief. But if we add up how much petrol has gone up by and how much it's come down by, mm. that's when we'll see that there's not really a marginal or a huge marginal difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, but we all do get excited. I mean, I love that one ad. I think it's for Wonga where that guy's filling up his car and he's got this big, I don't know if it's a Land Rover or whatever. And the, and the fuel's just going up and up <laughs> and you could actually see this guy sweating. And I'm thinking most of us feel like that. Almost every time we fill up. Yeah, but the, so, but the tax affects us on a lot of different places. Oh, yes. If you are a homeowner. Yes. How does the new tax affect homeowners? The homeowners are going to be taxed on their transfer duties. So if I sell my house. So if you're going to sell your house or you're purchasing a new house, dependent on whether it's a small, medium or large home, the people with the larger homes, Obviously, are the ones that are going to be paying quite a lot more. So the large than, homes is the three million. Yes, or we're talking three million above. above. Yes. Okay, so that's a yeah. large home. Yeah. Not so the the what in tax terms or in budgetary terms, when we're talking small, medium, and large, we're actually talking cost wise and not size wise. No, not okay, size wise. So we're looking at a small home. They're looking at about eight hundred fifty-two thousand. If we're looking at a medium home, it's about one point eight million. And then your large homes are your three million and above homes. So those people are going to be affected not on the smaller homes, but on the larger homes. Because when they transfer the duties, that is where it's going to come into play. And it affects the seller and the buyer? Correct. How so? Well, it depends on who's buying what. So if you're purchasing this three million, or you say now, for instance, you are selling your three million rand above home and you're purchasing a home that is less than three million. It's not going to affect you as much because it's actually better for you. But it's the guy purchasing your home. But if you're going into a larger home, which is costing you more, it's going to affect both. Sure. So but I mean, when I, when I first read the stuff and I thought, oh, but this actually only affects rich people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoops. I did. Yeah. I thought it only affects rich people. That's until I, I started reading the nitty gritty mm. of it that I saw that it actually affects everyone. Correct. Because most of us, you know, are kind of earning a particular amount of money and you're spending in certain places. You may not be purchasing or selling a home, but the, the tax, the VAT in the store, yeah. the, the little, so it, it everything means- is everything is kind of almost like a knock-on effect. So if we look at it from a point of view of our fuel prices, so fuel prices go up. Now the trucks that have to actually take the food goods and goods to the stores are going yeah. to charge them more because you see it's that tax, you yes. see that fifteen rand a bottle, and you're thinking, oh, good and lord, you think fifteen cents more. Oh, yeah. okay, I can deal with that. Mm. And then you get to the store, and actually, the bottle of wine has gone up by three rand or five rand. Yes, because again, it's a knock-on effect. Everything is affected because of one specific thing. So obviously, rebudgeting vital means I need to talk to my financial advisor. You have to. So what am I asking financial advisor person when I arrive with my new my new payslip okay. and my 1% extra tax that I'm paying with yeah. all of these additional things how do I how do I go into that meeting with the financial advisor and what's the most vital questions for me to ask I think there's two vital questions that need to be established for the person that has one of two things um, we're not just talking about personal budgets. We're also saying people that have got annuities. So somebody that's either retired or they've put a lump sum into an annuity, which is giving them a monthly income. Now that could be affected because the, it's what? taxed. Oh. Because remember that money is taxed. So if you say, for instance, have got money with Alan Gray and they are paying you a monthly annuity income, that income is taxed. So how is that affecting you as an individual now? Has the tax increased and are you going to be getting out less? Because again, that's going to affect your personal tax because you are now getting less from the annuity income. So that's the one simple thing that you need to look at. But that is something why you need to speak to your financial advisor. How is this impacting me? The second biggest thing for me at this point in time is your income protection plans. Now, your income protection plans is something that we were able to, as individuals, get a rebate on when we did our personal taxes. Yes, the rules they have send changed. You, they send you a, a contribution a certificate. A certificate yes. at the end of the year Correct. when you're submitting your stuff to... Correct. The rules have changed. The now. rules have changed. As of the 1st of March, we are no longer able to submit those contribution certificates. Because the tax man is now saying that when you were supposed to say, for instance, I became disabled and that income was paid to me because I've been paying for it for X amount of years. I had my waiting period and they are now paying me my income. Now, that money would have been taxed because it's a salary. That's how they see it. It's a salary. And that's when we could have got the contribution certificates. Because we were actually being taxed on it. Now the, inc- the tax man is saying no. From the 1st of March, you no longer can submit a contribution certificate because the money that is payable to you is going to be paid tax-free. I think it's a good and a bad thing. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get this a gross income. That yes. I completely understand. Absolutely. So I, I get that, right? Yeah. So I bought a policy yes. all those many years ago, and should I get disabled, should Correct. I be incapacitated and can't work anymore, they will pay me my salary while Correct. I sit at home. For a period of time that it is on your policy, For absolutely. however long that yes. policy is. And every year I'd get my certificate that Correct. says I contributed 25,000 rands, and therefore, I get a tax rebate. rebate yes, because I'm. You, you're actually looking state. after, and you're, and you're looking, looking after, after yourself. Yes. And, okay, great. Yes. But now I won't be getting that no. anymore. But the money I would have gotten out. See, I never knew that. Yeah. That the money I would have gotten out would have been taxed. taxed. Yep, it would have been taxed because it's seen as an income. Uh huh. So now it won't be taxed. So anymore. it would have worked exactly like getting a gross salary. Where they do everything and they take off all the deductions and your tax and your pension and everything, you get a net salary. That's how it would have worked. Now, what's going to happen is if that money is payable to you, it would just be the gross amount. There is no taxation on that money. My problem with that, and I think it's because we obviously have this uncensored radio that we can talk about it, is that what if I still pay those premiums every month, and but I, I never become disabled, and that benefit is never paid to me. Damn straight. What happens then? You Nothing. snooze, you, you lose. lose it. <laughs> Precisely. So I kind of sucks. yes, it does suck. That sucks. Yes. So now people, are, I don't know if they will, or people are going to start looking at other avenues of looking at. That income replacement. So they're going to look at things like an impairment benefit or they're going to look at a sickness benefit. Now, if you look at these sickness benefits out there, which also gives you a salary, but it is not on proof of not earning. So income protector only pays you if you have proof that you have not earned a salary. Yes. Okay. So you've got to say to whichever company you're with that, guess what? I'm disabled, I can no longer work, and I have not earned a salary in the last three months because my waiting period is three months. Then only will they pay you that salary for whether it's a two-year term or whatever you have on your policy. Now what happens is people are going to say, well, listen, shouldn't I maybe take out something called a sickness benefit? The sickness benefit says that if if I cannot work, then this money will be payable to me. It's on diagnosis of an illness, not necessarily on not earning. So my company can still pay me, but I can still claim from the sickness benefit. So it's important to have the conversation when with I your financial, to a financial advisor. advisor Absolutely. To say, what are my options? Correct. Because there are options. There are so options. It's, it's not to just think no. that this benefit is now being taken away, but nothing else. Yeah. It is still. I must say, it is still a brilliant benefit to have. Because it saves a lot of people. It saves them on, if, if it is a medical condition that they become disabled from. So it helps them with their, with their living. Otherwise they just cannot cope anymore. But yes, there are options and people need to be aware of those options. And what, what, <laughs> this is, this is the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about because also I see everywhere. Now, I see billboards, I see it on online, everywhere. Every financial institution is selling <laughs> tax-free savings yes. or benefits. Okay, we're going to chat we're gonna about chat that. We're going to chat about that a little bit. Because that is the big buzzword at the moment. And I'd like to explain a little bit later on exactly how it works. What are the benefits of it? And why would you take out a tax-free savings 
policy as opposed to a normal savings policy yeah. like an endowment. But now the the in incapacity or disability policies that we used to buy um, and get the certificates from. Yes. Similarly to that, we would get certificates from our retirement annuities. Retirement annuities. Yes, no, that's still fine. Does that continue? Yes. And from our um, medical aids, Correct. does that continue? Correct. Okay, so that doesn't change. Not at this point in time. I know that there is talk, but it's all just talk. Um, there's nothing that's been promulgated, and I know that they are talking about certain factors which may influence people differently in future. But right now, the status quo is as is for it. And again, I think at, if you can afford it, keep your retirement annuities. It's a personal pension fund. It is so valuable to you as an individual. Now, if you had this benefit, if you had this um, income protector or disability benefit, if you had a policy like that, are you able to swap it for something else? Or do you just lose it now? That's why I say there's a big difference between short-term insurance and long-term insurance. Short-term insurance is really an event that will happen within the future. Or that can happen within the future, but the odds are that you are going to have a bumper basher or you are going to get a chip on your windscreen and that kind of stuff. Long-term assurance, the only certainty with long-term insurance is that it is payable on death. Is that if you don't have it, you're Correct. Yes, precisely. (laughs) So it's kind of one of those... I, I need to have it because I have a family just the same as you do. And I want to make sure my family is okay. Um, but if I don't use that benefit, like with the income protector, I've paid those premiums. And if you work it out over the period of your lifetime, it can become extremely expensive. However, what happens if I need it? It's kind of one of those if what scenarios. If? What if scenarios? So it's a backup plan. It's definitely a backup plan. And that's why I'm saying if it's within your budget – Try and have something like that because it is worth your while. Now, this 1% extra <laughs> <laughs> that has to be payable, this is a big thing. 1% yep. is, is, is actually, and again, it's because when I look at it, it's money you used to have and now it's not going to be there anymore. Correct. And at the end of the year, I mean, it is 12% exactly. of your salary. So yes. it's, it's quite a significant chunk. It's a chunk, yeah. That's just been... Over the periods, do do you have any of those figures? I do. I do. Let's have yeah. We can have a quick fifteen thousand. Correct. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at certain little um, effects that it would have. If somebody earns twenty five thousand rand a month in twenty fourteen, they would have paid sort of four thousand two hundred eighty five rand a month on tax. Now they're going to be paying four thousand two hundred and forty nine rand, which is a thirty six rand difference. Then you go so into that's a what higher. You see in your, yes. On your pay slip You're going to see that 36 rand It's going to be difference. 36 rand difference. Yes. yes. So it's not going to be it's the whole 4,000 no, rand. No, no, no. It's, it's just that's the variance between last year and this year. But if we have a look at somebody that is earning, say, over 80,000 rand a month, there you're looking at about 380 rand difference. Now, 380 rand, yes, you're earning a big salary. But 380 rand could be one of your policies. Let's be honest. So yeah. I could have had Even an education policy, rand. which is 350 rand. Even at 36 rand. Yes. It could be one of the policies Correct. that you... It could be a funeral benefit that you've got with one of the banks. Your? 
Okay, that's something to think about. Yep. That's something to think about. Let's take a break. Um, so today I chose all the, the money related songs <laughs> and this is one of my all time favorites, uh, because I am, like Madonna, a bit of a material girl. <laughs> <laughs> Central.com Welcome back everybody to Mwandla and Money Matters. Please note you can get hold of us on 0861 or you can get us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com, Facebook cliffcentral, and WeChat ID is also cliffcentral. We spoke earlier on about how all this stuff is going to affect us in a personal capacity. And I think before we actually start talking about the tax-free savings accounts, it would be very important to talk about a couple of other things that were actually spoken about during the budget. And those are things like the retirement age. At the moment, you normally have a retirement age. The retirement age is around about 65, but because everything is just changing so much in our world, people are working longer because they have to, and also because of the expertise. What we have found is that they are looking at a maximum retirement age where people can leave their money in a retirement fund, but that there will be a maximum age. This is still under discussion, obviously. The other thing that people can also think about is that if you are a foreigner and that you've actually invested in a retirement annuity in South Africa, you cannot access these funds, which is a problem for a lot of people that have done this and have actually left the country. However, if you're a South African citizen and you leave South Africa and you have a retirement fund, they will actually allow you to take out your maximum lump sum. So those are some of the goods and the bads that we've, we can actually have a look at. Now talking about the new buzzword, the big, big, big buzzword at this point in time is tax-free savings accounts. You've heard it on the radio. You've heard Investec talk about it. You've had almost all the companies that you can imagine talk about tax-free savings accounts. They've even got an acronym for it already. It's called a TFSA. So TSFA, tax-free savings accounts. Everybody's talking about this. What makes the tax-free savings accounts different to what we know today as a savings account or an old endowment policy? Very simple. If we have an endowment policy, there are certain rules attached to this. The one very big rule that is attached to the endowment policies is that if you take an endowment policy or any withdrawal within the first five years, there are going to be certain admin costs and certain costs that are going to be incurred upon the actual amount that you would have been paid out. So people, I think, just started getting to a point where they just said no. What if I really need this money and what if I need to utilize the money for certain reasons, but I don't want to stop the policy? So I'm likening it, and please, guys, this is my opinion on how to explain what this tax-free savings account looks like, is it's very simply like a unit trust. A unit trust says that I am putting away a certain amount per month, 
But if I do need the money, that money is available to me. Very simply, the tax-free savings account is going to be working on exactly the same basis. If I put money in, I need to know that should I need this money at any point in time, that it is available to me. So let's use an example. I have a current educational policy for my child. I took it out when she was five years old. And at five years old, this policy cost me a 100 rand a month. The policy has increased over this period of time. She is now 15 years old. So I've been paying for the policy for 10 years. And I'm, I'm, I'm expecting an estimated maturity on this policy of, say, 100,000 rand. I have never taken out money on this policy, but if I had done in the first five years, I would have been penalized and that 100,000 would have been less. So now I take out the tax-free savings account. Yes, there's rules attached to the tax-free savings account. And how? what is that? I take the policy out. I can only contribute 30,000 rand per annum on this policy. So over a 12-month period, that is 2,500 Rand. If I spend more on that policy in that year, I will be taxed on the portion that I did spend over the 30,000. I can also only have a lifetime contribution of half a million, 500,000 in this policy. But it's going to take me 16 and a half years to get to that 500,000 at 2,500 Rand. So... There are pros and cons as far as I'm concerned. Tax-free savings account is like a unit trust. I have availability to my cash or to the money that I've put into the into the policy. Then I can also say to myself, but what if I'm a person that cannot save? What if I'm the kind of person that just doesn't have that discipline to save? That could be a huge problem because now I know although I'm paying the money into the account – I can also take it out. So, yes, pros and cons. Tax-free savings account, fabulous. I will not be taxed on the withdrawals on this money. I will not be taxed on the actual proceeds of this money at all. A lot of people are already saying, but hang on, endowments aren't taxed. But there's always a certain amount of taxation that takes place in any type of policy that you have. We've been speaking about how the budget affects us what the tax has done for us, and how it can affect us. And we've already seen that something as small as a 1% personal tax increase can change how our personal budget is affected. So whether it is 36 Rand or whether it is 350 Rand a month, that is going to make the difference in our taxation. It is going to make a difference. So once again, anything that you can do to assist you in maybe bringing down your budget or speaking to your financial planner to see how any annuity income is going to be affecting your budget is vital. So yes, the tax-free savings benefit and the accounts that are being opened, brilliant. Again, speak to your financial advisor. Let them do you an actual calculation to establish how that is going to assist you into the future. If you've got current policies, please don't go and just stop those policies to take out something like this because those policies already have values. And you will find that if the policies are over five years old, that those values are really, really good. So keep them, 
make sure that they are there for you to do what you wanted to do with them. So in other words, the education policies. Those are specific goal-oriented policies. Use those for your kids, whether it is going to be for um, tertiary education or whether it is going to be for high school or even uh, we actually did a little scenario the other day with a client where we looked at it and we said, what if my client does not want to go to university? Do I have to use education policy for that? No. An education policy, like an endowment, is a forced savings product. That is all it is. It's a forced savings product. So there again I'm saying, would we then say that the tax-free savings account is going to give people too much leniency to withdraw money when they want it as opposed to when they need it? Yes, that could be a problem. I see that as one of the only downfalls with this product is that people are going to be looking at it very much as a unit trust product. Do we use it or do we not? Can the person actually keep that policy up and available for so long and not actually use that money? So tax-free savings accounts, brilliant accounts, brilliant strategy, and also keeping in mind that these things are tailor-made. They are tailor-made for each individual that will actually take out the product. Again, when you see your financial planner, please ensure that your financial planner does a risk profiler with you. The risk profiler will ascertain where you stand as far as your risk is concerned. So, Duncan, can I ask you a very quick question? Just a very quick question. If you had to say to me, if or I had to ask you, what about your risk profile? If you had a hundred thousand rand to invest, and I said to you, if you're investing that money for five years, are you a prepared to lose twenty thousand, b not lose any money, or c I will only take this policy if I can increase that that money? I think definitely the third option. Uh, I will. I will need an increase because I can't just, just be putting in money without uh, getting any input from it, you know, at Absolutely. all. An increase. I'm looking for an increase. I think everyone's looking for an increase. Okay. Yeah. Now, if I had to ask you the next question and I said to you, Duncan, if you take C, I understand. But if you are going to be prepared to take A, but if you keep the policy for two years more, I will guarantee that you are going to get 50000 as opposed to 10,000 increase, what would you say then? I would say because I work very hard for my money and uh, we all know that in life there are no guarantees. You know, I can never be completely sure. So I think it would take a bit more for you to convince me, but, <laughs> I, but I still go with option C. C. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Thank you, Duncan. Thanks for actually helping me out for two secs. That just proves to us that people have different risk profiles. So the risk profile that a person takes determines... How cautious, or are they moderate investors, or they aggressive investors, or they totally conservative investors? So your financial planner needs to establish where you at. Are you a cautious investor? Are you a conservative investor? Are you a moderate investor? Or are you an aggressive investor? That will tell us what funds to put you in. Because your funds will also determine the growth on that policy. That is a huge thing for most people to look at. 
is the growth. And again, like Duncan was saying, he works hard for his money. He's not prepared to lose anything. So we are going to put him into more of a balanced fund, something that will give him a little bit of everything. So he's going to have a little bit of cash, a little bit of offshore, a little bit of equity, a little bit of bonds, a little bit of everything. Why? It gives him a wider scope of investment options. But then you may have somebody who is a little bit younger than, I'm sorry, Duncan, I don't mean that you're old, but a younger person who's starting to invest in their early 20s. They have a little bit more money to spend and they may become a little bit more aggressive in the way that they will put their money in. So in the first couple of years, they may actually be losing money, but they may also then make more money at the end of the term of the policy. So those are certain things that are vital for you to discuss with your financial planner. Don't go to your financial planner and just let him sell you a product. Because I think too often today that is what happens. We need to sit down and discuss with you where you're at, what your budget looks like, especially now that we can see how it has been affected by the budget speech. Has your personal tax decreased or increased substantially? How is it going to affect Everything you pay for every month. How's it going to affect your bond? How's it going to affect your rent? How's it going to affect your car repayments? Credit card repayments. How's it going to affect your clothing store repayments? Everything is going to be affected. Some people more than others, but yes, there is going to be an effect. Also, what about if you have a portfolio? What if you've got annuity income coming through from various institutions? How is that affecting your personal budget? So when seeing your financial advisor, those are the things you need to discuss. He needs to do a summary or she needs to do a summary for you on where you're at and where are you going to. Then have a look at the viability of the tax-free savings accounts. For people getting into financial industry right now and looking at purchasing a product this is perfect. Perfect. You don't have any history. You can go in and utilize this as long as you are able to commit to at least a five-year term on this product. Then you are going to be okay. You're going to be fine because it is going to give you the estimated or estimate that you want at the end of the term of the policy. As I said before, these policies, most probably depending on the different companies that you're going to go to, are going to most probably vary from around about 200 Rand as a minimum premium up to 500 Rand as a minimum premium. It really does depend, but most companies are offering this product. So you can go to Discovery, you can go to Momentum. Liberty will have it, Sunlum will have it, Old Mutual will have it. Um, you've even got your Investex doing it. You've got your Alan Grays doing it. Everybody sees the value of these policies. But again, when you do these policies, please make sure that you're doing it through an institution which is accredited to actually do the right things for you. So, Duncan, sorry, I'm going to involve you again because Pumi unfortunately had to leave us and she's gone off to do her stuff. How... Do you think the budget is going to affect you individually as a person? How, how do you feel about all these budget changes? You mean from the budget speech, right? Yes, yes. Personally, I don't think I'm making enough money to be, <laughs> to be concerned about the budget speech, you know, because uh, I don't have that many 
uh, debts that I pay at the end of the month. Okay. And uh, I, I don't I don't drink. I don't smoke. Wow. So nice. uh, now I'm thinking that uh, I don't think it it affects me in any way unless I, I still I, I start uh, I want to start investing my money okay. and doing other things. So from a 25 year old guy like me, I don't want to say. Uh, well, I can't say how it affects me, but okay. can you tell me how it affects me? Okay. As a 25-year-old, if you're saying to me that you have no debt, you are my ideal client. You really are my ideal client yeah. because you're earning an income. However, you're not spending that income on things that you don't need. Mm, mm, mm. So you don't have the debt. You don't have the, um, as you say, you, you really don't need to spend it on much. So you are my ideal client because you're the type of person that we would like to start off on a savings plan. So just listening to what I've said about this particular new buzzword, the tax-free savings account, how do you feel about that? Would that be something that would interest you? I'll tell you, I saw the ad uh, yesterday on TV, tax-free. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'm so excited. So uh, <laughs> it sounds interesting. You know? Yes. It feels like uh, my money will be growing and uh, I will not be, no money will be taken, my, my, my hard-earned money will not be taken away from me. Brilliant. That's mm. exactly what it's about because that is what we're trying to do. But I, I will say, yep. is this a trap? You know? No. <laughs> is this a genuine thing? Is this yes. really happening? The reasoning behind the tax-free savings accounts, the way I see it, is that people were in a situation where they had earned or actually were putting away the money, but they were being penalized for trying to or access that money at certain points in their life. So, Anything mm. can happen. So say now, for instance, you had this normal endowment product that you were paying for for the last three years. And you were paying 200 Rand into this endowment. And all of a sudden, your car just conked out. And you needed 10,000 Rand to fix it. Immediately. Immediately. Mm. You couldn't go and lend the money from the bank because you also don't want to. And you knew that, hang on, I've been paying this money for three years. I should be entitled to this money, shouldn't I? That's kind of what you feel. Yeah. Okay. So... This is really my, what I see that the tax-free savings accounts have come in for. Because people are saying, I want to save, but I don't just want to save. And if I want money, that you're going to penalize me for it. You know. And you're going to say to me, you know what? Sure, take out the money, but we're going to take 10,000 Rand off your end result. So people were kind of moaning about it. So this is really another way of saying, guys, save Try and keep that money for a fixed term. But if you do need that money, it is going to be available to you. Within that second that I need it. Within that second where I need it. We've actually asked this question and we're looking at a 24-hour turnaround. Okay. So what you'll do is very simply, that's why I'm likening it to unit trust. With the unit trust, you put in a purchase or a repurchase form. So you're almost repurchasing units. You're saying, I bought 10,000 units, but I want 5,000 units back. Okay. So it, it works mm. on very much the same basis. So you would phone me and you'd say, Michelle, please would you help me out? I need 5,000 rand, like immediately. I will go into the system. I'll say to you, yes, the money is available to you. Let me send you the form. You would fill it out. You would send me all the details that I would request from you. We would put it in within 24 hours. That money should be in your bank. And that's really what we're seeing it as working as. I find that there's, <coughs> that there's always a catch, <laughs> but uh, it sounds like there's no catch here. The thing is that because it is legislated, mm. we really can't put a catch to it. Okay. And again, and I think you've actually just made me think of something that's very, very valid. People, please, I'm asking you, I'm begging you, 
when you speak to a financial advisor, don't leave his, his office or anywhere without asking all the questions that you're worried about. Like Duncan has just asked now. Is there, is a, there catch? a catch? Mm. Can I get my money? How long is it going to take? You need to know that. I am still gobsmacked by the fact that when I see clients and I try and explain to them how a retirement annuity works, that was never explained to them when they actually purchased it initially. People are not given that information. And financial advisors are there to advise you. They're not there just to take your money. Please remember that. And I'm sure that a lot of financial advisors, if they are listening to this, I'm just probably going, I wish you would just shut up. <laughs> but that's also okay. Because, again, you need to ask all the right questions. Because it's up to you to be comfortable with your purchase. I find that if people are comfortable with their purchase, they will not lapse their products ever. Those products will always, always be there. Guys, let's really recap quickly. The budget, yes, first time in 20 years, we've had a 1% increase in our personal taxes. Transfer duties have increased, but it's really going to affect your guys that have got the homes over 3 million. Syntax, we're not going to ever get away from syntax. It's going to hit us every single year. We know that. So give up something. I'm not prepared to give up my red wine. Neither is Pumi. So we will keep on buying our red wine. But fuel, always going to be a contentious issue in our lives. And also, please keep in mind that electricity can also be a huge issue into the near future. Tax-free savings accounts, brilliant. Please just ensure that you are able to continue with those tax-free savings. They are very important and you need to force yourself to save. So those are the things that we're going to be looking at and that we've looked at. Keep in touch with us. Keep in touch with Pumi and myself. Go to True Guide on my Facebook page and actually ask me the questions. I will give you free advice. I will assist you where I can. People, we are going to have Health Matters up next with Dr. Cindy Van Zale. She's be up next. So we're going to play out with what money. And that's what it's all about. Guys, have an awesome, awesome week. Enjoy your salaries that you've been paid today and please don't spend it all at once have a good day bye bye